Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. England, wherever it may be, um, really showing the trend cannot be ignored. That increasingly um, people are turning away from religion. Uh, increasingly uh, Christianity too. Most people are saying, well, Christianity is not really relevant uh, for us anymore. Um, and, you know, we've probably read articles like that. I know when I see those, I always pay attention. Uh, being a minister myself, I'm always interested. Um, but there was something that different in this article when I read it. Um, there was something that kind of caught my attention. Um, and it was from a guy, a spokesman for the Church of Scotland, who was really responding. You know, they asked for responses to the fact that, you know, people are turning away from, from, from religion and from Christianity. Um, and, and he said this, he said, we remain committed to sharing our faith uh, through words and through deeds. And it's no accident that people of faith across the country are overrepresented in volunteer activities, from supporting youth groups, operating dementia cafes, to running food banks, etc. And so in the middle of probably for us who are, are church people, a little bit of a depressing article, suddenly I, I paid attention and suddenly my ears pricked up and I was like, but this is good news. Isn't it that despite the decline, despite people saying us that church is irrelevant, yet in the, the volunteer sector, helping in the community, volunteering different organizations, we're overrepresented. And so I was actually encouraged. You, you know what? There are people making a difference. There are churches making a difference. Can we just put religion to the side and start talking about Christians, Christianity? There are people making a difference. Despite the, the overwhelming trend, I believe this church is also making a difference. Can I just get your attention across this way? And I'm, not, I'm going to try not to get too close to the speaker, but we're on this wall, you know, this is, this is our vision. Uh, we want people to, you might not see if it's too small print, but we want people to know God, find freedom. We want people to discover their purpose, and we want people to make a difference. You know, we can uh, be, be, be very busy in church, and we can be involved in all sorts of different things in church, but never making a difference. And so this morning, I just want to talk about just a few observations, and I'm going to look at a, a section from the Bible as well, and, and just talk about how we can make a difference, how we can take the example of, 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 of church in the Bible, uh, and we can still make a difference in the world that we live in. You know, at Arena, we've got the vision to make a difference. Um, we, we always say that we want to be a church where if we ever closed our doors, if we ever shut down, that people would notice we weren't there. Because it's so easy to be so busy in our own, uh, our own world, and then when we shut the doors, no one ever notices that we are, are closed. And so I want to look at a, a section on, of the Bible from Acts 2. Uh, verse 42 through 47. And I'm going to read from the, the, the New Living Translation. And um, it's a, probably a section of, of, of the Bible that a lot of you are, are, are well aware of and, and familiar with um, if you come to church on a regular basis. But um, verse 42 uh, says this. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came all over them, came over all of them. 
And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. And they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And just, uh, just that far, it's a, it's a section of the Bible that um, a, a lot of people use almost as a, a blueprint, uh, really, of what church should be. Um, and, but let, let's not kid ourselves as we look back to the church in this passage. It wasn't a perfect church. Uh, it was a church with, with issues. It was a church with faults, too. They got some things right and they got some things wrong, uh, similar to us. Um, and so a lot of the time people focus in on verse 42 and there's some great, um, great stuff in there to, which we could talk about this morning. But I really want to focus in on, on verse 47. And you see, I, I, what I love about this passage is that we see a church that made a difference. Verse 47, I'll read it again, says that they enjoyed the goodwill of all the people and each day the Lord was adding to their number. You see... We want to be a church where we enjoy the goodwill of the, the, the community around us. Not where we're closed in, the, in, in, in our four walls and, and never focused on anything else. But we want to be a church that enjoys the goodwill of the community. We do want, you know, unashamedly, we do want God to add to our number two. Um, because we do believe uh, that he wants us to, to share our faith. But let's pause just to, for a moment just to reflect on on the situation in this early church, you know, you may think, well, life has changed. We live in a different world than when we lived in then. But let me tell you that in this day, in this church, it was very much going against the grain. There were very much a, a, a start-up uh, faith at that point, um, probably risking your life to be a Christian, risking your career, risking your family, your relationships uh, to be a Christian, yet... They were still viewed in this way. And so I, I certainly am encouraged by it. And, and I love everything that, that the verses before verse 47 have to say. But let's just focus in um, on, on, on just three things today um, as I share really quickly. And there's three points that I want to make uh, that we can make. Well, this church made a difference. Firstly, by being a community where people can belong. And I think it's something that we uh, can do as well. It says they worship together at the temple each day. So I guess meeting in church. But they also met in homes uh, for the Lord's Supper. They shared meals with great joy and generosity. They were really just a, a great bunch to hang around with. You see, the reason why we can make a difference in this area is because despite what you may think, there's an epidemic of loneliness in the world that we live in. That more and more people are lonely than ever before. That, in fact, surveys show that I think it's staggering seven out of ten uh, people, uh, older people, I think the average survey age was 63, that seven out of ten of these people are lonely, but they don't necessarily tell anyone about it. And so I believe without being apologetic at all, that the church has a place to play in being a, a, a place, a community where people can belong, where we're welcoming people all the time, 
where we are open and, and, and willing to meet new people and, and where we have authentic relationships. I, I remember um, a story that I heard about um, Mahatma Gandhi. Do you guys know Mahatma Gandhi? Yeah? You know, famous guy from India, um, obviously very much an activist for human rights and, and involved in politics, an Indian leader. And he spent much of his formative years, like his younger years, in South Africa, which is where I'm from. And much to, to our shame, he was actually really intrigued by, by Jesus Christ. He read so much about Jesus Christ. He was really intrigued. And, and, and he came to church one day and he was very rudely ushered out. Again, because in South Africa, because of race issues. And wasn't welcomed at all. And that was the point that he said, you know, Jesus, I believe in. But it's the people that follow him that I, that, that I just can't live with. And so, you know, oftentimes we can, we can, we can ourselves be the ones that, that hurt the course of Jesus. But we really should be people. We should be a community that welcomes people in. You know, if you're here as a guest today, I hope you feel, uh, you feel welcome. Um, I hope that um, you, you do feel that um, we'd love to have you here, um, you know, and I can say that from the front, uh, but, um, you know, it, it's going to be when we break out of here and we have teas and coffees. I hope you feel especially welcome um, at that point. But we want to be, as a church, a welcoming group, and, and I know for, for Lini and I, crazy South African, a crazy Brazilian with three crazy Scottish kids, you know, a mishmash, a you know, where do we belong? I don't know. Uh, but I know when we arrived here one year ago that this church made us feel so welcome. Uh, and, and, and it is uh, a welcoming church. And so really authentic relationships, which, which, which are not just here today on a Sunday morning, but we want to be a church that makes a difference through meeting together in each other's homes through the week, through loving and caring, having authentic relationships hurting each other, but then forgiving each other. That's where authentic relationships start, don't they, Alini? Yeah? Nobody's really been married until they've had their first argument and see how you deal with that uh, and how you recover through that. that. That builds you stronger, doesn't it? And so we want to be a church, a community where people can belong. People do still have a desire to belong. We are still built for relationship despite the fact that increasingly people are more isolated these days. And the other thing I want to say is that um, we can make a difference by, by meeting people's needs. It says there in verse 44 that all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. That's a scary verse, isn't it? And I'm not saying that that's what we should do, but we should be generous. Um, we should be willing to and wanting to meet people's needs. Um, we should be looking out not just financially, but for those that need an arm around them, uh, for those that need an encouragement. Um, and that starts... That starts right here. That starts amongst each other before we even think of people out with these four walls. Um, have you heard the, the saying, charity starts at home? Yeah? You've heard that? And it's, it's so true, doesn't it? Um, we need to love each other. You know, I, I need to, to love Nathan and Jared and, and the guys here and, have, and, and, and really be looking out for them, first of all. The Bible says in Galatians 6, um, verse, uh, Galatians chapter 6, 9 and 10, so let's not get tired of doing what's good because at the t- right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 
And actually says this. It says, therefore, we have the opportunity. We should do good to everyone. But it says this, especially to those in the family of faith. So starting with the church. We're to love each other. We're to like... We're to, to do good to each other. We're to, 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 to set a level so that actually this place is an amazing place to be. And we, we, we never want to lose sight of that. We want to make a difference by meeting people's needs. But also be outward looking. Because let's not get just focused in on blinkered on, on ourselves within these four walls. We're to take that. If charity starts at home, charity doesn't end at home. Charity goes beyond that. Uh, caring, meeting needs in the community around us. Um, we've got a quote. If you, if you come in the back door, most of you probably came in the front, but if you come in the back door, um, there's a quote there which Christian Thorpe, our lead pastor, um, absolutely loves. And it's from a guy, William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army. And it, he says this, While women weep as they do now, our fight. While children go hungry as they do now, do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison in and out as they do now, now, I'll fight. While there is a drunkard left, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight, I'll fight to the very end. In other words, we can make a difference. We're relevant still in the church, in the community today when we step out of these four walls. We love each other inside these four walls. But we step out and we make a difference in the community volunteering, being involved in, in food banks, things like that. We, you know, in our church in Ilkeston, um, there, there's a great community work. Um, you know, they're doing a fantastic job, not only with food banks, furniture banks, job creation, um, all sorts of things. In Mansfield, I'm believing that we will do that too. You see, I'm not interested in being a pastor of a church that, that's not looking outward and saying, how can we make a difference in this community? If you're a visitor and you're not a Christian today, can I, can I say to you, yeah, you know, we're not perfect. And probably in times gone by that the church has not looked outside the four walls. But we're committed to saying, you know, we don't exist just for us in this room. We exist to make a difference in the community. And I'm so encouraged that, that in that article I shared at the beginning, that that is the case. That increasingly, about the percentage of Christians versus those that are involved in, in, in volunteering in the community, it, we're over, overrepresented. We want to make a difference by, yes, um, by, by meeting people's needs inside the church, but also outside the church. And, you know... It, as I said, I'm from South Africa, and I know when I look in South Africa, probably the true, true in England as well, that um, it's amazing how many hospitals were founded by Christian people. Uh, it's amazing how many schools were founded by Christian people, just living out their faith. Uh, and, you know, we are to make a difference in the community around us. But the other thing that I want to say uh, is this, is that we can make a difference by introducing people to Jesus. You see, we can be a great community where people belong, but let's be honest, people can feel like they belong down at the pub too. We can make a difference in the community around us, but there's so many good charities that are making the difference in the community around us, doing great things, and it's not in Jesus' name, but they just, they just want to bless the community. 
But here's the thing, our unique selling point, as it were, if we talk in sales talk, our unique selling point is this, that we, we believe in Jesus. We believe in Jesus Christ who changes everything. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with unique selling points, but you know, all organizations that are successful probably have those. I know my favorite is Domino's Pizza. Um, I love pizza. Uh, we haven't been eating a lot of pizza recently. Alini's on a health drive. Um, but Domino's Pizza said this, that, um, that they would deliver within 30 minutes or else it's free, right? So they, they made that commitment. We'll get your pizza to your door in 30 minutes or, less, or else it's free. And so that was their unique selling point, which I believe they've changed now because I think there were too many car accidents um, because of that. Um, so they had to change it. But, you know, our unique selling point is the fact that we, we point to Jesus Christ. We can bring change in your life through helping you, for making you feel loved, uh, all of these things. But the biggest thing we can do is point in the way to Jesus, introducing you to Jesus. You see, he's different. He's different to, to, to any other God that there is. Um, the difference between Jesus, the uniqueness of him is this, that you don't have to do anything to please him. He loves you still, even though whatever you, you do, however you walk in these doors, Jesus still loves you. In fact, you can never please him through, through the works that you do. Um, all other religions basically say you need to do this, that, and that. We come and we say, you just need to meet Jesus. We believe that Jesus accepts you exactly how you are. I'm so glad that I don't have to earn my way to salvation because Jesus uh, paid the price on the cross. You see, Josh touched on it, that we have a great high priest. We have a God who, who, who didn't stay in heaven. But he came down to earth. He lived a life as we live our lives. He lived a perfect life. And then he paid the price on the cross for our sin. So that we don't have to strive anymore. So we can be peaceful and know that our salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you just as you are. And let me tell you, this is the supernatural element to what we do. You see, Jesus, he can change your life. He can do the miraculous. He can, he can turn circumstances around. He can change you. He can give you purpose. It's a Jesus that we point to. We can only do so much of the one and two that I mentioned, the making people feel welcome and touching and helping our community. We can only do so much on our own before we have to say, Jesus, come and help us. And, and the great thing to know is that... Um, that not only that, but, um, but Jesus also is here present with us. He obviously went back to heaven, sit, seated at the right hand of God in heaven. But we have the Holy Spirit, which, which, which strengthens us, which, which, who equips us. And He enables us to, to do everything that we want to do, to make a difference in the world around us. You see, people may be turning away from religion, people may be turning away from, from, from Christianity, but they're very, they still acknowledge the fact that there is spirituality. Most people are just put off by religion, but will acknowledge the spiritual side of people. And if I can say one thing today, I would just encourage us to take our eyes off, off, off people. Even take your eyes off Stephen Robbins, who... Who, who, who is certainly 
you know, no example. But look to Jesus who can change lives. Look to Jesus who can, who can do the miraculous, who can, who can turn your life around. You know, we want to be a church that makes a difference. But the number one way we can do that is by saying, let me introduce you to Jesus who changed my life around. And I know I could probably pick on people and embarrass them and say, share your story. There's, there's, there's dozens, there's you know, plenty of people who could stand up here right now and talk, tell you about the difference that Jesus has made in their lives. And so I'm going to really wrap it up at that. I'm a little bit shorter than normal today and, and just call the band forward um, to, to just play uh, another song. But as we do that, I'd, I'd like you to...